I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. Well, we're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello there, Radiant Light. Well, you're going to hear me clinking in the background because I'm making my jasmine tea with honey and frothy. Can you hear me pouring it? Uh, with frothy oat milk, oat milk, almond milk, and coconut milk. Hi, everyone in the chat. And I see callers already in the queue. Um, you're new to this podcast, welcome. I hope you feel at home here. I hope you connect with us in the chat or call in. That call in number is 347-539-5122. And um, again, 347-539-5122. And if you have a question, a comment, or you want a reading, please press 1 on the keypad. Um, I've got to get my tea here. I'm like so into this. I got to have it early enough, otherwise it keeps me up. I'm, you know, jasmine is a form of green tea. I do believe, right? I think so. Jasmine leaf tea. So there can be a little bit of caffeine in there, but oh my god, it's so good with the my uh, had an eon frother, Corsi tea kettle that warmed me. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, it's the little things in life. Um, how's everyone doing? Let me know in the chat. And also, um, just gonna get my tray here. You guys, get your coffee, get your tea, get your beverage of choice, and join me. Join me for this this time of connecting and sharing and. You know, it's really important at this time that you have community, you have places. I call them safe spots. Um, actually, the guides call that too, places where you can just be you and hopefully feel empowered and just, just really be you. It's all about moving from more of our ego design or ego expression into soul expression. And, you know, that sometimes to relate more authentically takes a bit of time sometimes, believe it or not. We're not all taught to be ourselves. Uh, synergy. Ooh, Sue, you signed up. Yay. Oh, my God. Okay, you reminded me, Sue. See, I was going to forget. Um, okay, guys, I'm so excited by this. Um, yay, Sue. Hey, Laura. Okay, guys, guys and gals, everybody. I have an amazing course. My courses are their journeys. It's a journey we do together. 
called Synergy, Higher Vibrational Frequency Living for Manifesting as Your Soul. The guides corrected me this, that we're all moving from a space, and I know a lot of you feel this, like you feel like, my God, I can't push things, I can't do things anymore like I used to, or I feel like I'm blocked or there's these delays. Um, But then what you end up needing or wanting ends up happening. And, yeah, we are being blocked to some degree uh, by our higher self so that we can move from ego design to soul design. And there's an amazing, wonderful, but very challenging sometimes, can be traumatic, but very empowering step in between when we start understanding the interface between the lower self and higher self the ego and the soul, and we begin to move into that observer place. See, a lot of people stay in the observer place, the witness. That's great. Even in meditation, vipassana, you know, meditation, being the witness, the observer. However, that's an intermediary step, where we're going, and actually faster than I thought. I, I thought we were years out from this. We are going to be living more and more as our soul. We're moving from expressing and experiencing from our soul, manifesting from our soul. And I'm going to go over this in the course, from ego to soul, from the soul and then as the soul. How do you know when you're manifesting as your soul? Because eventually in our evolutionary process here on earth, we are going to move from mere human beings to activating the soul and the personality being a seamless representation of, a, of the soul. Now, people will go, oh, my God, that's amazing. Oh, that, oh my God. But there's a scary step in between because we, the ego, the, the rational logic aspect of us, doesn't mean we don't have logic and reason, but what's happening is we're having to relinquish control to the higher vibrational aspect of us. So I, I liken it to when you're swimming in the, you know, you've been used to swimming next to the shore or you're swimming in a pool and you swim next to the edge, and then all of a sudden now you're swimming in in the deep end, in the middle of the pool. You can't touch your feet down, you know, or you're way out in the middle of the ocean and there's there's no shore. So it's a very interesting concept, and many of us have had touches of it, of living in that. We're, we're aware when we're, you know, later we look back, we feel, okay, my God, I'm responding as a soul. I'm responding from my higher self. And the guides told me, I believe it was around 2011 in a succession of channeling sessions that I was doing, private channeling sessions, uh, group sessions. And I was seeing this in the readings that I was doing, whether individual, in person, or group, more and more that people were getting blocked or having feelings of anxiety of I just used to work or I can't make this happen or I, I, I got to do this. I got to, and it was like what I was told we're moving from over-focus on linear time into synchronistic timing. Spiritually would call that divine timing. Metaphysically, that's um, synchronistic timing. So there's a whole synergy that begins to happen. Synergy and synchronicity are are very much interconnected. And one of the reasons was, not that it could be, and I've seen this, it it doesn't have to be a big traumatic event, but what's happening is the higher self is intervening more and more, and the lower self is having less and less of a grip and, and less wounding. 
wounding is having lessened. For some, it's coming up a lot and people are reacting from their wounding, right? Um, however, that and that's part of the shadow to heal, but when you've healed that enough, you are responding less and less from your wounding, less and less as egoic, less and less as an ego or lower self. And the, these ahas and insights and guidance from the higher self, the higher frequency you is coming through more. And then you begin to, instead of react, respond as your soul, the most authentic aspect of your being, all parts and all aspects. So right around 2011, what started happening, and of course it was the precursor to, to 2012 and all that was, you know, the big shifts really started in, you know, it's interesting, in, tw- in 2011, if you look back, um, even the astrology shows this. It was a, a very, very potent time. And that was the time that it's encoded in the timing of the evolution of this planetary existence and all species and life forms. You also notice around that time, animal beings, dogs in particular, became much more prominent. And that that, that is a very important turning point for all of us because many of the dogs that have incarnated, well, they're from Sirius, the dog star, and are here to show love and compassion and understanding a deeper level of interconnectedness and telepathy. Anybody that's ever had an animal, oh, I did it at the zoo one time. I went and stood uh, by the giraffes and then, extended my energy out to embrace them and draw them to me and I I envisioned them drawing to me and they all came around me so much that people were taking pictures and I'll never forget this little boy mommy mommy what do you say mommy mommy look at that lady the giraffes are coming to her they're bent literally the giraffes were bending their head to me um you can try it, you know. I wish I thought about taking a picture, but I didn't. I mean, I'm really, even now, I, I, I'm not the best at posting. I, I mean, I love sharing, but sometimes I'm so in the moment. But I did that with various animals because I knew animals are extremely, they're, they're completely telepathic. They read our mental image pictures. It's not so much that they learn our language. They do. And what people have said is from, you know, experts that have studied, they'll say dogs between have a range of of language between four and five. Um, Well, I would say it's beyond that when you take in the telepathy. So they're here to assist us in this this transition. So there's a lot of stuff that started happening around 2011 if you really go back and, and look at it, even individually in your own life. And one of the things that the guides had said in one of these channeling sessions was that it's going to be harder and harder, especially for those that are more awake and in the process of awakening more to their soul and living from their higher self. It's actually going to be harder to push things and make things happen from an ego level just so it doesn't delay our transformation, our up-leveling, our updating of our inner software of how we think and, and up-leveling of consciousness. And so people are finding that happening more and more. And I know it can be a little scary. People, clients and friends have told me, oh, my God, they're worried. And then all of a sudden, whatever they're worried about, it, sometimes it's at the last minute. Everything gets handled and taken care of. 
And I, you know, I have to even remind myself because, you know, I'm in this process as well. I have to, you know, remember, okay, your higher self, that part of you, the truth, is, is handling this, is drawing things, people, situations, everything's getting worked out. You don't have to overdo and over push. That was so much the old paradigm based on separation. If I don't do it, no one will do it. I have to do it by myself. I have to get it done or I have to make it happen. And we're even taught you got to make it happen, you know, be be type A, you know, that's the way. If you want to get things done or you want to make it in this world, this is the way you have to do it. So that paradigm is being dismantled, that mindset, very fixed mindset, by the way. But it's a little scary. Even if you welcome it in practice, it can, it's a bit, can be a bit off-putting, especially when we perceive we have deadlines or financial responsibilities or I got to do that, you know, and it's true to some level, the left brain or left hemisphere of the brain, that aspect of us, the part that likes the to-do list, we have to, yeah, do your to-do list. We have, there's things we need to do, but we also need to start learning to put into practice the spiritual principles um, and the, the metaphysical understanding, which simply just means the understanding that everything happens first energetically. And from the, the 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 energy that cannot be seen, it's all energy, even the physical manifestation. But that there is a wavelength, there is a intonation of of frequency that creates the shift and change. And then there's the thought form, the waveform of thought. And then there's the denser physical manifestation. So when we align more to our soul and the greatest good for all concerned, as much as possibly beyond the extremes of the polarity plane, we enact the higher vibrational frequency, which means we enact what is most pro-survival, what is most life-enhancing. And so eventually this will be simply seamless. It'll just be very seamless, you know. And again, that that part, that ego part, we will. It's a very important psychological function. You know, as a therapist, I know this. It's a very important psych. In fact, in the therapy that I do, the hypnotherapy and the transpersonal therapy, uh, transpersonal psychology, we have what we call ego strengthening. You know, you you need to have a, a strong sense of ego to do well, to be, to even do deeper psychic work. However, that's really a, a strong connection to your soul on a higher level, to the authentic you, sense of self, you know, the ability to merge and be and, and recognize and feel your oneness with an interconnectedness, everything and everyone, but yet a sense of who you are who you are or how you are basically really more than who you are, how you are this lifetime, your values, you know. So there is a great shift that is taking place and it is very off-putting. But it also can be a bit fun to start creating and connecting more in that way because then the whole world is alive. You're getting your messages, your signs, your cues from everything and everyone Oh, Lynn, what is Lenny saying in the chat? This is a magical time period to fulfill our destiny of many, many lifetimes. Yes. More and more people are sensing this. Um, 
love QHHT, that type of hypnotherapy, and a big fan of Dolores Canyon's work and the three waves of volunteers in the new earth. They're all great YouTube videos. Yeah. Well, there are, yeah, and even from the from the spiritual hierarchy and the oversoul, there are these, yes, these waves of volunteers that come on or come back to this planet to serve. And many are completing their, let's say, basic training and moving to the next, a next level of service, you know. And the highest service is the shift in consciousness, us living differently, because that's what's actually going to make the change. And that is that new world group of servers um, that the spiritual hierarchy teach and talk about so much that have come back planetarily. And some of those are Sarsis that are teachers, healers, light workers. Uh, some of them are light workers. Um, there, and in right now, more than any time, is the time to connect in and understand your individual personal truth. And I don't mean fleeting truth. I mean what really feels right to you, right for you. Because it doesn't matter so much what you're doing externally as long as you're in alignment. And I mean externally in what type of job or career or do you have one or don't have one. It is that inner state of consciousness. And many are starting to wake up to that, that there is this interconnection. So people can seem to be very spiritual on the outside, but it's the consciousness. And so many of you are waking up seeing even living much more in the in the mode that you want to. I mean, I've been doing a lot of kind of deep dive on this lately because I've known that I'm this uh, an introvert um, in the Myers-Briggs um, intuiting, thieving. Um, I've been tested a few times, and I don't know if judging or or uh, perceiving, but they're very they're they're similar. Um, I think the last one I did was INTJ, I guess. Um, and it's really interesting because you know when you study it or get get the evaluation, it's very interesting. The, the main thing that comes through is that 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 you have to recharge. I'm going to look at that INTF. I think I can't remember what it is exactly. The acronym but being around people or putting a lot of output you really do have to recharge and I look back and I always did that as a kid I've always had to reach even when I went to concerts I would have to come home and take a shower or or and for a day or two I would just not be around anyone my friends and just pull even back from my family um, so even as a you know kid or teenager in college when you're out and about doing a lot even now, I love the feeling of the energy. Even when I would go to, you know, dance events and stuff, festivals, I love the interconnectedness and I love the feel of the music and the sound and the tone, the vibrational frequency, but I have to get away and recharge. And I remember even as a child, I would go home from school and go in the walk-in closet, my closet, walk-in closet, and lay down and I would just, astral project out I would just 
and I could hear people like, did Michelle come home? My mom or dad or, you know, other family members would be, is she home? Has anybody seen her? And I just wouldn't respond because it was so cozy, comfortable in there. And I knew I had, you know, before we had to get for dinner, go downstairs for dinner, I, I had that time to just be, to reflect or to to travel, you know, astrally travel. Um, sometimes I'd read in there too as well, but a lot of times I would sit there and decompress. So I've been looking back and going, oh, my God, look at how, you know, the seeds are always there of what you really need and, and what really suits you. And that's a lot about what this transition is about, what suits us individually and collectively. Because that brings in the soul design. We're clearing templates, overlays, tracer paper. We're getting rid of the tracing paper and getting cl as close as we can to the design. All right, everyone. Callers, 347-539-5122. Let's get to callers. Hi, you're on air. Uh, hi, this is Kate. Hey, Kate. Welcome. What's your question? Thank you. Um, what do you see about? I'm trying to get the family together, my to gather my to scatter my dad's ashes, and it he passed a year and a half ago, and um, I want to do it in September or October. Now, I feel that for some reason I'm leaning a little closer to end of September into October. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, it's just hard to find a weekend where the most people mm. can meet. And so okay. I'm open to that. You know, I'm, I'm just trying. It's just um, I'm not – the family is kind of scattered as well since my dad passed, so it's – it's a lot of emotional yeah. things involved. In well, thing. I also feel like they're not necessarily, or there's a group that's not necessarily wanting to do it. So you might be running yeah, into that it, as it well. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, it, uh, Pardon me? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, that's really and it more won't the be issue. everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's more the issue. I would say do it when and where and how you can, because I don't feel everybody's going to be on board or want to do it or, or travel or whatever it is. I feel there's a split. So I feel like it's it's more what you want to do, get without two, three other people. I don't feel it's right. going to be a big group. And then, right. and then um, do it. Because there seems to be a split and splitting. Like some people are moving away from each other emotionally. Yeah, it has been for a year. Yeah. yeah. And I was just yeah. hoping you gotta let it go, Kate. Now, you got to let it go. Uh-huh. That's kind of the that's the, the destiny of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, because you guys were kind of being held together kind of on falsity, just kind of like the thing to do because of family. And I feel like this, unfortunately fortunately or unfortunately, your dad's passing is, a, is allowing this kind of breathing room for people to kind of go in their own way. It's freeing people uh -huh. up. That can happen a lot with families and or groups if they're if they're not able to fully go to their own next level 
um, sometimes in that kind of shift, that is now able to happen. It, it doesn't make sense on our on our human level or from the conditioning conditioning level of what family is supposed to be. But sometimes family or groups, I did a post on this years ago, a video, uh, basically is your community or your family holding you back, you know, and basically also a lot with communities or groups, this kind of group, group think. So I do feel like there's individual healing to take place, but there's, there's a lot of differences I feel within your family with certain individuals and they're just, it's, it's not fitting in or measuring. And so I feel like they just need like their, their own space or breathing room to, to do, to do and be, but, but that's also you as well need that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fine. I just don't want this to cause more rifts. You know, even if they don't attend, I want them to be okay with me doing it. Some will and some won't. But that's see, okay. that's part of your learning, yes. And what I was saying at the, you know, sometimes when I'm doing my little talk, when I tune in, because sometimes I tune in and I, I get, sometimes I don't even take notes. And then all of a sudden I go off and I'm saying something different. I'm, and I'm watching myself sometimes. I'm like, okay, Michelle, what are you talking? Why are you saying this? But if you re-listen to what I said at the top of the podcast, it so fits in with what you're going through. Okay. To be able to, your own truth. See, you're, sometimes we, we are the universe through relationship and the closest relationships, families, show us what something isn't, what isn't our truth or what we don't want or don't like. They mirror that. But because we've been conditioned as a society on a fam, familial level, that we all, as a family, we have to either all agree or all get along. And so that's mm-hmm. definitely changing in the new paradigm. Because a lot of mm-hmm. times families don't want to do the same thing or don't agree. They're, they're their own individual beings. So I feel that's kind of what you're coming up against, Kate, is like you have to just not worry about what they think or don't think. And right now it's about you and your grieving process with your father and what is best for you for your grieving process. Okay. It's your yeah, truth right now. We'll look at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about your truth. And he really – is supporting you on that. It's your time to free up and embrace your truth of, of why what you need to do without asking permission or worrying about someone else. Grief is very sacred time, based in love. The more we grieve, it's it, you know. So, all right, Kate. I hope that right. helps. Lots of love to you. Take care. Hi, you're on air. Welcome. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Hello, Michelle. Hi, who's this? This is Teresa. Hi, Teresa. Hello. How are you? Hi. I'm doing great. I worked early today. Oh, you did? Oh, you got up early? Oh, okay, cool. So I thought I would listen to you, and I thought I would call in. Yay, I love it, I love it. Well, what's your question? Oh, my question is, there's been a lot going on lately, and 
I'm just wondering if there's going to be a direction or an upheaval or what the heck is going on. <laughs> Personally with you? Um, sort of with me, but also with somebody else. Okay. Let's see. Because it, it is showing relationship. Is this a, this a close relationship or partnership it's showing? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's with my husband. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah. Um, boy, there's hmm. little putting the head in the sand, perhaps on his part, and some distancing. Um, yeah, I just threw the astral dice, and I've got Neptune and Aquarius in the seventh. That's how I knew it was something personal, um, you know, or partnership or relationship. I want to be mindful. Um, Why, okay, one thing I get, I, I feel you much more pizzazzy, much more dedicated to a career or, or moving things forward or doing more in the world or, or even just activating more. I feel he's going into kind of a shell. Does that make sense? It does, yes. Yeah. I don't necessarily see that changing. It's almost like as you grow or get bigger, he kind of gets smaller or he's very content with what he has going on or what he's doing. It's almost like he's contracting as, and you're expanding. Now, I don't mean that you're causing his expansion or his contraction, but I feel like that's um, kind of what he signed up for. It's almost like the person that retires and says, well, I'm just going to, you know, work in my garden every day and I go golf and then I come home, and then the other person says, you know, when I retire, I'm starting a whole new business, or I'm going to be traveling around the world, and I'm actually going to be climbing the Himalayas and mountain climbing. So, um, yeah, you guys kind of signed up for different things, I feel. Does that make sense? It does. Yes, it does make sense. And um, yeah. I guess I, I guess I didn't feel it as much because when we first came down, when we first moved from the north to the south, my husband was working. Then he retired. Um, oh, okay. He and retire. I was still working. And then I went back up north to continue to work. And now I'm back down here. And, um, yeah, he's content to just do his thing. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's what he had planned all along. And you've got this resurgence, uh, this strong purpose coming through. I don't see him changing his point of view. I think that's his okay. mindset, his belief. Like this happens at a certain time, certain end, this is what I'm going to do. And, and, there's, and I feel like he doesn't know what else he would do. You may have some ideas but, for him, but I don't feel – I feel he feels kind of like complete. Um, if I look ahead, I don't really. Mm. You two could do some travels. There could even be like a cruise or something, or you could go in some boat, somebody down the road. I don't feel it's, I'm not, it may not even be this year, but there may be some further activation. But as far as him, the, I don't know. I feel like it's almost like somebody that has a certain dessert that they didn't want to try 
they tried it. They said, hmm, okay, all right. And then next time someone says, do you want to try it? No, no, I'm fine. So I feel it's going to, that energy you're just going to have to put into you. It's going to be putting more okay. into you and your your purpose, your path, your purpose, your career, uh, extending out, meeting new people, I feel. I feel you getting much more public with whatever what you do. So I feel that that is, it's in a way, that energy is being pulled to to help you go in that direction. And then down the road, there may be some decisions that you or conclusions that you come to or, or some, some decision. But right now it's not showing that. Oh, okay. Because that's what I was going to ask is, um, you know, I'm just kind of torn between is this what I want the rest of my life to be? Um, in the meantime, there may be uh, also a medical uh, health issue with my husband, and um, I would certainly have to deal with that regardless of how yeah, I feel pleasant that, or that unpleasant is, it could be. Yeah, I feel that decision is coming, but not yet. It's like that energy, okay. and again, that sometimes it happens on the path where that energy gets subsumed or taken out of something. For sometimes, some people, it's kids. The kids leave. They go off, you know, out into the world, or they move out of the house. And then that energy. And that's also, by the way, there, Teresa, too, all of you, your higher selves, and your guides, your spirit team, definitely got in my ear. Because if you read, listen to what I talked about at the beginning of the podcast, it, it, it's all about this. The family, the pulling back, the, the finding your truth, your values, doing what you need to do, that's where you're at right now. And, and that yeah. energy is taken from... You know, like some people may be traveling the world having pina coladas. You've got a, a mission. You've got something that you're doing. Once that's more formed, then you'll make some decisions is what I'm hearing. Okay. Yeah, with regard to your guides, I have to say that every morning in my meditation, I always ask for, you know, any guides to come in, any you know, ascending masters, angels. I do well with the angels. I do pretty much have angels that come in, but I never felt spirit guides were coming in. And then some of the things you shared is some of the YouTube things and the Patreon. It was me. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, I think the spirit guides are working through Michelle for me. Oh, that's how it happened. I just pick up on the signal. And by the way, one of the guys, the spiritual hierarchy is one group, and then there's oversouls, but the oversouls are our oversouls, so they are interconnected. So we have, it's a group of souls under the same group soul, you know, let's say wavelength, a wave of souls. Um, That's why in the intro it says we're all part of this soul wave. So every kind of group of healers, teachers, humanity has an oversoul. Anybody that has a soul, we have our individual soul, and then there's a collective soul or oversoul. And um, those oversouls, uh, but they're collective being. We can't. They're not individuals. Not like how we have on the earth plane. It's just a collective energy that's guiding. So definitely, when you're asking for things or praying. Um, I work a lot with Archangel Michael also and Gabrielle. Um, oh, I love them. Uriel. Yes. 
Yes, they're very, yes, and my own guardian angel. But when you're asking questions or you, and people, I'm answering things, whether here on the, you know, podcast or definitely on the YouTube videos, you're putting it out there into the universe. And if you're connect, you know, my connection is to pick up that vibe or wavelength. And if it, if you are uh, definitely on a soul path or doing the soul alignment, the ascension, or you're waking up to your purpose, you're in that process of awakening, it's going to, your message, your inquiry, your question is going to be flagged by the spiritual hierarchy and or oversold because that's their mission. Like, oh, there's one over there. Oh, come on, help them. They're, they're okay, you know, they need, they're, you know. So that's why a lot of times people I work with, their life blows up or greatly changes because it was meant to. I'm just like a little, I don't know, like on the bus depot or train station. I'm, I'm a stop there um, to help with the alignment and the information. So, yeah, definitely, I mean, whatever we do or think or need is always broadcasted into the universe. Um, and it echo, it's like an echo. We broadcast, we transmit it as a transmitter, transponder. We transmit and transpond. We pick up, we draw in. That's another way to look at it. That echo is heard and echoed back to us. And it's also the quantum aspect of you, Teresa, you and everyone else that's also answering the question through me. So it is an aspect of you, the higher vibrational frequency of you that is that oversoul. So it is you. It's like, it's, but it's just coming through a different, you know, channel. But it is you. you it's your question and your answer. Well, I yeah. really do Pretty appreciate it. Yeah, I really do appreciate it because I, you know, for a while I said, hmm, there's like no guides that want to work with me. You know, I couldn't like pick up on anything. And then all of a sudden, everything that you did was like, oh, my goodness, that's me. That's what I was asking. That's what I was asking confirmation on. And I said, wow, this is, this is you know, this is now where I'm, you know, getting a lot of the confirmation. So I really do appreciate it. And oh, um, love it. I appreciate everything oh. you do. I really do. You and do. I will be I signing so up. appreciate you. You are so supportive. And, oh, cool, cool. We're going to have a great time. We're going to have yeah. new people and also the tried and true, the OGs. We're going to – this is it. This is yeah. – what's coming I always up get is bigger so than 2020. Added. Yeah, we're, I get so yeah, much out of this workshop. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I do feel so. really excited. Well, I know, Teresa, i got to just say I appreciate you. I see all that you're doing and creating, and I just, it, I think it's just fantastic. And the light that you share with what you do, even how you, you know, show up in your, your field now working with individuals, um, you just know that what you do just not only is needed and wanted, but so counts in the universe. Um, so, yeah. Appreciate you, and I'm glad you could listen today and call in. Yes, thank you so much. I'm glad that I got out early today. It was a short day. Yeah. All right. I'll thank you, you so later. much, Michelle. Okay, bye. Good time. Bye. Hello. Welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. It's Mitchie. How are you? Hi, Mitchie. Hello. Hello. 
<laughs> How are you? Your, your YouTube comment. Oh, I'm good. I've got my jasmine tea here that I made. And um, <laughs> hopefully not too much clinking at the beginning of the show, but I'm like, you know, it's funny. Now with podcasts, people are like, oh, I like that they – because uh, people ch- used to chastise me. I can hear her making her tea in the background, her coffee. And she doesn't do <laughs> I can hear her typing. And now people are like, oh, we love that. Or you hear other podcasts, oh, they get their coffee or tea or their dog walks through. And I'm like, I was already doing that since how long have I been doing this? I don't know, 2007? Right. Because that was I my vision. Now people, yeah, me too. I, that was my vision. I was like, you know what? I, unless I got a different, a bigger platform, I'm not do, changing, like, the sound, whatever. I just call in. That's how you have to do on blog talk. But that was always mm-hmm. my vision. I wanted people to feel like we're just having a chat. You know, we're talking here. Mm-hmm. We're having a chat. And this is me getting this, getting my tea, getting my coffee. This is me typing in the chat and saying hi. Um, mm-hmm. So that we build that connection, that rapport. You know, we, we have genuine community to, to share and people can you know feel free appreciate feel comfortable. that yeah That's and I think people it's because people are a little more awakened now but you were you're a trailblazer anyway so that's why you were doing your first. <laughs> well, so many people, oh, you should do, why, they can, why you should do this or don't, you know, I'm like, no, but I like just people calling in anonymously, just, just ask the question. Let's just, yeah. So, Missy, what's awesome. going on with you? Are you? I know you were going to be moving. Yeah, that's that. still in the pro- yeah, looking, so looking at that, that's going to happen soon. Um, I got a new job, and this is supposed Yay. to be the bridging job. <laughs> yes, it's a, I mean, this was like a Yay. gift from the universe, like all wrapped up in everything. Yes. So I love it. And then the, the question I have for you today is, if my other job calls me back, for which we're still in the trenches fighting in the background, yeah. but um, if my old job calls me back, should I take it? <laughs> oh, that's up to you. Oh, darn it. Yeah, that's not a psychic. You know, I'm a big fan <laughs> of um, – I don't even want to say forget. I do forgive. I, sometimes I don't forget. I don't forget. But I, yeah. I, I, gotta I don't think you, we're made to forget. Person, yeah, I can tell you that personally I've had a few things that people have done to me that I've just, I've, I've, it's okay, I've let go of. Um, there's a mm-hmm. line. I've had, and in work, I have had, and, and people close to me that work with me have not under, uh, understood this. As a therapist, I have had people do things that have been not nice, horrendous, uh, even when I've been very accurate about something or helped someone through a lot of medical issues, them turn on me. But they all came mm. back and they all apologized. One even said, oh, you probably don't want to work with me, but you're the only one that helped. And I'm like, no, that's therapist Michelle has. So I'm very different yes. in my professional world. I, it's like, I, because in my, you know, and people close to me that work with me, you know, that schedule, oh, you're not going to want to work. Are you going to open? Why not? Why not? Wasn't yeah. about me. They were triggered. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I think it's like a, 
it, it just depends on, on what you genuinely feel. Because for me, if mm-hmm. somebody is really um, – I always have to – and this is because this is the way that I came in and it's my training. Fortunately, mm-hmm. or many times I've thought to myself, unfortunately, I have to take the high road. Not that I'm perfect. I've done many things that are not. And, but in those kinds of instances, because it's my path, it's the way I was carved out. There's always something bigger than me going on with the individual and the person. There's a role. There's a, a way that I'm to be interfacing and helping. Um, but I'm also very clear when it's not that and when it's personal to me or, you know, individual within mm-hmm. my personal life, the emotion, right. I'll have a much different right. boundary because I'm not, not going to – I may be of service, but I'm not – sacrificing myself for service. So I think right, you right. kind of have to look at it like that. I think like if it's, if it's, where is it, if it's emotionally hurting you, then it's not a good thing. That's my opinion. If something emotionally is detrimental to you, um, because for me, when these people came back, they blossomed. They already had blossomed by working. They blossomed even more, and they just healed and and grew and got empowered and I was like humbled actually because mm-hmm. to me if anyone can say I made a mistake or I'm sorry oh my god I I just and I mean really mean it really mean it yeah. then I think that is amazing I think that is wow wow that's amazing yeah. so if if it depends how they come to you I would say and how you feel about it right. in the moment. I don't think you can pre-structure it. Right, right. And by the way, and when I, these things happen yeah. to me, mm-hmm. it always they always come back when you don't need it or want it. <laughs> That's, that I That's true. I was like, I mean, it, two, three, five years later, I even had one person say, you know, do you want me to do apology or I, I want to help you? And I'm like, no, everything's fine. And I thought, damn, if you did it six months after, yeah, I would have been like, Go on TV and apologize. Do this, do that. Do, you know, my ego was invested. But right. so I think you're just going to have to. You're going to have to just feel it out. Is what I get. Right, right, you and you're right. They always come. Right, and and you're right. They always come back when you're like, oh, wait a minute, I forgot about you. Oh, really? Yes. I, I moved on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay, and I kind of knew that was going to be your answer, but I'm like, oh, oh yeah. universe. <laughs> yeah, I want the black and white. Just, no, we're not black and white. And the I thing know, is, I know. Some things we just have to grow into, you know, and you may be too busy. Who knows? You may be too busy, but they'll definitely come back around. That's 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 a for sure. It's just where where you're going to be at, and we can't you know, prefab that, I guess. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, love, thank oh, you so big much. Hug. Big hugs to big you. Hugs to you in Canada. Yeah, keep listening. we got a great thank guest you. coming on. I'm going to check and see if they're coming on. All right. Take care. Definitely. Okay. We have a chance for one or two more calls, and then I'm going to see if our guest is on. Hey, you're on air. Hello. Hi, Michelle. It's Haley. Hey, Haley. Hi. Um, so it's funny. 
because the question that I was wanting to call in with is like exactly in line with everything everyone's been talking about, of course, um, on your podcast today. Um, but, and I, I just wonder, I'm not sure where to go with career right now. I just, I have a teaching license and I'm thinking about getting back into teaching public education, but I also have a business I'm building but I don't know if that's able to sustain me right now. I just, I, yeah, I wonder if you have any insight about if I should just I think keep you're gonna, picking I, up odd jobs. Or... No, I feel you're going to mm-hmm. do both. You can transition. I feel a lot of people, this is why my core synergy, and I'm gearing a lot from to October to the end of the year. I feel there's just mm-hmm. going to be a lot more clarity with the <clears throat> state of things that are going on externally in the world and that's going to affect people individually to make certain choices i don't feel you're there yet is what i'm hearing from you and also what i'm seeing uh psychically i i do see you balancing two things so whether you have another job Mm. there is the transition because i do feel you are going to transition into something else Mm, now in teaching can be done in a lot of different a lot of different ways so, no, I don't feel if you go back to teaching that that's where you're going to stay. Yeah. Um, I would say for okay. a lot of people right now, whatever it is you're wanting to do is like the prep. I think I talked about – well, I definitely talked about this on Patreon. I've been – people probably mm. get tired of me posting there, but I've been posting so, much, <laughs> so many messages and channelings and videos and audio. I'm sure it's uh, all great. Voice notes. <laughs> yeah, I think I yeah. talked about it on my YouTube, some of the readings also, but – um, yeah, I'm not just, I feel like you're falling into that kind of group that's going to be weighing things out and making different decisions mm-hmm. October to the close that of the year. Sense. And, you know, it's like our caller before, lovely Mitchie, you know, and I'm this way too. We, yeah. we can't be where we're not yet in consciousness or awareness. And that yeah. leveling of consciousness, right, gives us the ability um, to make certain things happen or have that belief or the, or the energy. And we have to trust yeah. that. That's what this is about. And I feel that's where you're at. So make the decision that's best for you, that you feel that sense of security, that anchoring, that you feel a good foundation to then mm-hmm. build mm-hmm. from. Because I feel a lot of people are going to be bridging the end of the year into next year. And, and so the preparation that's happening now is going to allow you to bridge, but you you have to have, you know, the bridge yeah. has something holding it up. So whatever yeah. that is for you yeah. and anybody that's listening, right now is the time to go. Hey, what holds up my bridge? What are the pillars? You know, yeah. What yeah, what beautiful. holds what? Yeah, and once you put that in, that's it. And it also communicates to the universe. I, I'm you know I'm ready to go. I'm ready to fly. I'm ready to. A lot of you may not even, yeah. you'll have the bridge and then you'll end up being a bird with big wings and fly over it. But you still need to have the yeah. bridge. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Katie. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. Keep us posted. <gasps> hey, you're on Awakening. Hi. Hi, Michelle. Michelle, can you hear me? This is the sun ray of ray. The sun oh ray God, of ray of sunshine. Is. No, it's Mark. 
kidding. It's not Mark. <laughs> it doesn't matter what your name is. I recognize your energy. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so sweet. I hope the, I mean, it sounds like you're doing so great. I was going to ask you how you were, but everyone asked you that, and you're amazing. And you already know that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, actually, I just came out of, like, a total inward cave, lethargy, thinking I had no energy. What's going on? I'm burnt out. And then I had to trust, and then I one day got up like the Energizer Bunny, and, you know, I did a lot of yoga, did this, and I'm like, okay, I guess I do a lot, and I just needed extra time and rest. And everything uh, fell into place. I got my, edit, uh, my editor for my book, and I got all this stuff done, and it's like that's what I was talking about at the top of the program. You know, is that higher self, so much of getting done now, it always has, but even more now, without us having to all, to micromanage everything on the ego level. Mm. So, yeah, I feel good that I listened. I feel, I always feel great on Wednesdays to connect with everyone, so that's for sure. Likewise. So, I mean, I, 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 I yeah. Yeah, tell me, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that I just, I've been working during this time, so I haven't been able to get on air, but I finally had the opportunity today. A lot of things have changed. Okay. One thing that's changed is that I'm trying to move, and um, I'm kind of trying to move as soon as possible, but it includes breaking a lease. Um, because I'm trying to, something's telling me to move before October, which is kind of also when my lease ends and I want to move outside of the city. And I just, I'm also going through some hardship with this move, but I wanted to see if you had any, if any guides had any messages to drop in or guide me a certain way with this move. The first thing I heard was prepare. See, we're in a prep time, so you might have to wait till October. I do think it's a good idea you're moving out of the city. Well, prepare uh-huh. prepare so you don't have the challenges and anxiety of moving, you know. You know what I'm saying? Between now and October, whatever it is you need uh-huh. to prepare to have a, a better move is what I'm hearing. Got it. Okay. I'm just I'm thinking yeah. that because I also want to set myself up for that golden, awesome relationship that I'm cultivating and manifesting right now. Um, but not forcing it, just uh, preparing and allowing for it. Cool. Do the do. I always say the higher self would never have us just quit everything like on a whim. You know the proverbial. Okay, I quit everything and I would just left and traveled around the world and now oh my god, what am I going to do? There's always mm. safety net and there's little. That. It may not look like it to the people on the outside. Like when I gave mm-hmm. up everything and, and what it looked like to, to move, a lot of people thought I gave up so much when I, the, one of the times that I lived in Europe for the two, three years. But I had steps. I had a place to live. I was going to school or back to school. I went to studying metaphysics and other things. And when I came back, my, my TV shows, they they had been on hey they came that came back I got that back my clients were there like so but on the outside people said oh my God Michelle's crazy what is she doing but no there were signs confirmations and there were steps so there always some kind of step I feel you're you're like a lot of the people that called in you're preparing 
So sometimes the preparation, it's the Saturn stuff. It's the stuff that you don't necessarily want to have to do. It could be the grunt work, the grind. I don't know, the flow. Let's not say grind. It's just a different Did you see Saturn work? Yes, it's Saturn work, yes. Mm, all right, I see. I get your frequency. I feel you. <laughs> I see what you're saying. You can see now, I mean, Lovely Saturn. <laughs> yes, yes, we're all getting uh, Saturn. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, going, I'm going to go back within, um, and then I'll keep you posted. But also, while I'm on air, I just wanted to give a nice shout-out to Mitzi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in Canada. Yeah. I think yeah. she's still listening on the phone. I hope Very so. Very cool. All right. Well, hang on because we have our um, guest is coming up. Um, I'm excited. Everybody, if you didn't get questions answered, I'm here next Wednesday, and um, we'll do a deep dive in. I'm trying to stay longer with people and do a little coaching, a little bit of connecting and coaching with everyone. Soul coaching, soul love coaching. Sunray, lots of love and light. And I'll talk to you later. Likewise. Bye. Bye. Oh, you guys are so amazing, so amazing. Oh, I love you all for co-creating this with me. Now, let's see what our guest is about. Let's see what our awakening guest is, our awakening conversation with Helen Denham. Um Denim is a women's empowerment coach, meditation teacher, singer, songwriter. Oh, very cool. Um, her mission is now to embolden her community to design the lives they truly desire through mindfulness, energetic healing, and clear intention. Let us connect with her. Hello, Helen. How are you? Can you hear me? Hello. Helen? Can you hear me? Hello. I can now. Hello. Hello. Oh, good. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Uh-huh. I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Good to good to connect with you. I'm outside. I hope uh, my sound's okay. I'm trying to get a little no, sunlight okay. while I chat with you. Oh, nice. Well, yeah, we get a little delay on the through the the um, the system, so I'll just bear with that. I was looking at some of your pictures. I was just in Joshua Tree. Um, oh, lovely. Valley, staying in the mountains. And then, yeah, one of my fave places to go. It's been quite a bit of time uh, time there. So, love it. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm very curious. So, let us um, just see where you popped up from. And I always like to ask the first awakening on your path and then awakening to what you do, what you do now. Kind of like what your soul call? What was the what was the first awakening, and then how did you get mm. to doing what you're doing now, and and obviously doing it well and falling in love with it? Because it seems like you love what you do. I just get that vibe about you. Oh, that's yeah, I do. I love what I do. It sounds like you do as well. I think we can definitely relate on that. That's a great question. Yeah, first, like awakening on the path. You know, I I had gone. Yeah. I had spent so much of my like teenage years into college years studying music and and really pursuing the um, entertainment industry in New York City. And I had a point at one time where I was just getting kind of overstimulated by the environment of the city, and I missed mm-hmm. nature. I missed. Uh, I grew up mm-hmm. in Maine, and you know, running around 
barefoot outside for most of my childhood. And I had this moment where I was like, what is my deeper soul calling, as you had put it earlier, into getting back to my roots, into my essence? And um, I realized at that point that I needed to take a break from this. Went to Thailand and um, spent a month in Chiang Mai and Pai and spent a lot of time at monasteries there and studying kind of how people lived in a more calm way um, and, and just started that, that kind of journey, started to read more, educate myself more on, on just simply what I was curious about. And by the time I had gotten back to the city, I knew uh, I either needed to be definitely working in meditation and mindfulness and do a complete pivot, and then eventually that I would need to leave the city. So, yeah, I think my awakening was um, a slow unfolding in, in that way, if you will, but um, you know, I, I love my mom allows me to talk about this a little bit too. She had a really wild and amazing awakening journey herself that I witnessed at like 15 Ooh. years old. So she had a, she completely oh, wow. changed her life and I watched that happen. And there was a lot of yin to that yang. There's a lot of sadness, but also a lot of amazing expansion that happens when you watch a parent come into a new kind of being, um, later on. Oh, so yeah. that's kind of vague, but I, that's I watched like, her go yeah. through that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like trial by fire, but it can be an amazing awakening. And I find when that happens later on in life for the, the child, they get it. It's hard to get as a child going through it. But later you go, whoa, that was brave. Yes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I guess I right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to put it. So, yeah. We had part of that was that we had all we had been on antidepressants and I had been on antidepressants from a very young age and decided to quit pretty much cold turkey um, near the end of high school. And that that kind of set into motion the exploration of self beyond, uh, you know, medicine, beyond pharmaceuticals to say, all right, what's the root cause of what I'm experiencing from there? It it took me about five years to work that out. But uh, that's why I call it a slow burn. But, yeah, it was important to shift out of pharmaceuticals for myself personally, and it completely changed everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we have the background of being in New York and being in the entertainment field and, and not being a high-cut candle. Oh, my God. It was and so much stimuli. Um, now, one thing I, I, touch, I want to touch upon, um, Helen, I find interesting we talk, you mentioned the overstimulation of the, of the energy and needing kind of that peace, and then earlier on having been on antidepressants. So I'm wondering what a little bit your your message or your mission kind of may have something to do with the physical or physicality and how pe- perhaps people process or download, you know, energy or, or ourselves as an energetic being. Because it sounds like early on you were pers- there were some issues there, or conditions, or an awareness of obviously antidepressant, you know, with energy being an energetic being, and how the energy is, you know, uh, expressed, how is it, you know, managed or lived through, and then it sounds like you got again energy overload, and then you went to the monastery. So I'm wondering if there's any correlation or or how you arrived to go to the monastery. Was it just all of a sudden like, oh, my God, that's more a peaceful place to be? Well, I think it was all of it. I think um, it's interesting that you bring in this portion of embodiment because that is such a huge part of feeling safe in our environment. So I think for me it was really feeling 
safe in my body and calming down my nervous system. And I'm so open about the fact that I struggled with eating disorders as well throughout that period of time. Just like everything, kind of like attacking my own body. I think I didn't feel at home yeah. in my body and wanted to escape that. And um, so it was really in, about coming home to myself, coming home to my body and, and feeling comfortable in the human experience in general. I think yeah. a lot of the times people who experience depression and all of these different mental issues, it's just like, we just want to leave. We, we don't really want to be here yeah. for one reason or the other. So it was like deciding, like, I want to be here and I want to create this experience that feels pleasurable and, you know, putting myself in the driver's seat that says, okay, I can do this. Like, what kind of tools do we have available to us now to, to make that a reality? So it was definitely about embodiment and calming, calming down the nervous system. And, you know, I think a monastery or I always say nature is the most healing as we, I'm sure we all understand. It's like, that's, that's a place of peace. That's a place of groundedness and, and, you know, beyond even, uh, body of it. it it physically physically grounds us putting our bare feet on ground like that um, the you know the exchange of electrons from the earth is just so healing for us so that was a huge part of my process was just getting into peaceful places in nature yeah mm -hmm. yeah I feel this conversation is so important and it, it also ties into what I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast because I was even talking about energy and, and being overwhelmed with it and even as a kid I would go in my walk-in closet and lay down and not tell anybody I was home from school you know I was like yeah um, but I do feel that um and I love that you said the embodiment I do feel that a part of this individual and collective awakening and, and we can even look at it astrologically there is this higher vibrational frequency energy it's it's lighter but it's definitely more intense and we're needing to understand that and how to acclimate to that and, and that part within us. And also, maybe even most importantly, is how do we be ourselves? And that's it. Seems like all the callers, that, you know, which thank you all for calling in, and some people in the chat, and definitely what I spoke about at the beginning of the podcast. And, and definitely, it seems like the work that you do really underscores this. Is this kind of movement and understanding that it's time we have permission to be how and who we really are energetically and then how like you said tools how do we understand that and manage that and be with our authentic self and allow our authentic self like be like in other words there's been this narrative go 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 or get up and go or if you want to make it you got to move to the big city and you got to do this and blah, blah, blah. and then there's you know it's like oh no soul crushing ah you know but there's been this narrative yeah. and kind of right punitive and it's not right and you're not motivated and you don't you're not this and you're not and I feel like and even my I mean I think there's obviously there's never a mistake that you being on the podcast today and we're all having this conversation like how do we do this now it's get there's permission now authentically and and how do how do we what are the tools what is to be here, so like you said, you don't want to run away, you know, go back to another planet or run away in whatever way that is, but we have to do it in our own individual way to be here that honors our own energy pattern and who we really are, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so much of what you're bringing up is so on the nose about, like, how do we dive into our authenticity? How do we actually face who we really are? 
and get comfortable with this human experience as, as it, it's not quote unquote easy to navigate as we're up leveling because it requires change. It requires frequent, you know, exits from our comfort zone. And that's not typically easy for people. So been the tools that I've been using, it's just like learning how to be your own best friend. And I find one way to do that is to get really comfortable in silence and just allow whatever's going to come up to come up um, in a place of observation and away from judgment as much as possible. So Honestly, when I'm driving in the car, sometimes I like to just drive in silence, especially on a road trip, and just talk to myself, you know, just like, what's going on? Just work through some things, and a lot of newness and a lot of, like, understanding of what makes me tick comes up, or, you know, I'll realize things that were underlying that I hadn't acknowledged before, so really creating the space, and that's why meditation is so powerful as well, but, you know, just creating space to get to know yourself, and you might be surprised at what comes up, often epiphanies, often deeper understandings of our, you know, authentic codes. Um, it's in these places of silence and stillness and observation that I've had my biggest, uh, you know, pivotal changes happen. It's, it's, what happened when I first started teaching meditation, it was in a moment of silence, and I asked the universe, I was like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? You know, so that's mm. what I would say about that. Yeah, I like it. I mean, a couple of days ago, I had I, – like I said in the beginning of the podcast, I was in my little, like, cave, and I'm like, at one point I just hugged myself, and I'm like, oh, my God, you're doing a great job. You know, and I realized, you know, you're an introvert. You do all this type of work. Sometimes you have to recharge longer, and it looks differently on the outside or to yourself, you know, the, the ego portion. I love what you're saying about road trips and the silence and stillness. Um, and also that talking to ourselves and really kind of listening, getting to know ourselves. That and the observation you talk about seems, you know, such an important piece. I think the last few years, more than ever, everyone that has been on the podcast, you know, sharing, has all said how critical that is. And I'm, I'm hearing that in, from you, that that piece, which there's a lot of resistance to it, I, you know, is... Um, sometimes I have my own resistance to it, even though I'm also a meditation teacher and I love meditation. I don't know what it is. Sometimes it's like in the mind or doing something. But it does sound yeah. like, I don't wonder if you have any thoughts on that. It does sound like that is, I don't know, very important, crucial, pivotal, foundational piece to this um, whole thing. And maybe even to shifting our awareness. Absolutely. Well, I think the thing is that we have so much input at all times. We're on social media. We're driving in traffic. Like mm. our attention is always focused on one thing or the other. We have before we get into overstimulation. So when we drop in to meditate, or even if it's just sitting in stillness, even just sitting outside and looking at a tree for a moment or two, that is a moment in time when we're not getting this like constant download, constant input into our system. And we get comfortable in that, you know, and, and it's, I think we pacify ourselves a lot with constant scrolling or just like it's the hustle mentality yeah. that's been ingrained in us as well, that stillness is not permissible and that we aren't growing if we're still when in fact, it's really the opposite. Like stillness is yeah. where the growth happens. So that's what it is when I think about it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And I, so obviously this is really important and up right now because there's such a intersection right now with what we're talking about. 
that, yeah, we've been ingrained and trained into this entrainment into the hustler, hustle, hustle. I mean, I even stopped. People were saying, yeah, it's the grind. I got, oh, I'm not doing grind. I'm doing flow, if you don't mind. <laughs> I kind of want to do right. fly into that, you know. Uh, what would you say? Yeah. Um, from your experience personally and working with people, what are some signs that, because you talked about this, this information and energy overload, because I think a lot of people are perhaps having that happen and may not even know that. Are there some signs and maybe suggestions or remedies to do um, for that? Yeah. Well, I think one of the first markers is when people aren't sleeping well, often that comes up, like they're not sleeping well, they can't seem to sleep, they're they're overthinking at night, or they're just stressed. Mm. If you're feeling like you're stressed on a daily basis, like that is so normalized, like people, but it really doesn't have to be like that. So if you're feeling like your baseline is like a stressful life, that's definitely just something to acknowledge compassionately and be aware of that it doesn't have to be like that. And we should be ideally living in a life of ease and flow and that is a reality that is very possible of course we're going to have different pressure points but um, when people start to normalize their stress they normalize you know um, sleeping issues and everything that's when I'm like okay so something can be Mm. reworked here and something can be overcome you know Um, and you know one of the best modalities I have for just kind of reintegrating the nervous system and getting back onto a, you know, a healthy, easy lifestyle is paying attention to a rising ritual. You know, how you start your day is going to set the tone for everything going forward, which I know we hear all the time, but it's just, that is your time. Even if it's just 10 minutes, that is just for you Mm -hmm. and where you can check in, set your intention for the day and it will change the whole day going forward. So some of my just quick things are just taking a walk for even five minutes just getting outside, leaving my phone in the house, getting that vitamin D right in the, right away in the morning, doing a quick meditation, having some water, setting the intention, and then we're off, and that, that will completely change the frequency of the day sometimes. Most of I the like time. that. <laughs> Most yeah. of the time. Yeah, so you, do you believe that people could, let's say the day starts off kind of wonky, can we do implement this to kind of catch ourselves? Is that possible, or do we? Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. I mean, even if you can just get get up like 10 minutes earlier and just say, here's my rising ritual, like that is also a point of consistency for people because consistency makes us feel safe. When everything is moving around Mm. and everything's unpredictable, that's where a lot of stress comes from. And so it creates a sense of safety, of trust in ourselves. And it also is a, a sense of accomplishment, the first thing in your day. And you can do this anytime. And if you fall off the bandwagon, that's okay. It's just it's about building consistency and showing up for yourself before anyone else first thing in the morning. Like don't answer a call, don't answer an email before you've made time for yourself, ideally. Um, so that that, yeah, that like carries that. throughout your day and your week. Yeah. Yeah. I changed a long time ago where I, I worked um, with, with clients in the, in the morning and well, I don't know. One day I just realized I'm like, you know what? Instead of it's because it wasn't working anymore to have my my personal me time later in the evening. And I mm-hmm. once I shifted that, it's like I don't know. So much changed. So maybe I'm yeah. Not so and by the end of the day, saying, it's hard, right? Right at the end I of the day, it's like usually so much has happened, right? Yeah. 
yeah, so much has happened, or I'm catch up, or um, yeah, it's really interesting you're saying that because now doing in the beginning of the day, I actually have more energy even the end of the day, even if I've had a full day, to get out and do stuff and get out and about. But when I didn't start it in the morning, a lot of times I didn't have the energy or focus. Um, sounds like what you're saying too. Part of this adjustment is or that we need to maybe observe or tune into ourselves and and be able to make adjustments, be willing to, it sounds like, pause and observe, you know, not only where we're at, but maybe what we're feeling. Maybe like absolutely. a little, I'm kind of hearing from you. Yeah, absolutely, you, um, and I think part of that, yeah, part of that is also paying close attention to the language that we're using and what words we're using often, like, wow, life is so hard, or just like, you know, I have to mm. hustle to make money, or um, I don't have enough time, or I need a break. Like, those are really, like, language and our words are spells. So paying very close attention mm. to how we're speaking and, like, knowing that our whole body, our whole nervous system hears that as true, even if we're kind of, like, saying it off the cuff, like, oh, my God, I'm so stressed, like, we start to integrate that as reality. So just that would be maybe a first step is to just look at the language that we use on a daily basis and say, you know, is this true? Is this helpful? Is there any room for change in this language? So much of this language as well in these belief systems essentially are picked up from our childhood, our parents. So a lot of this work is also around ancestral healing as well uh, on a big level. Oh, I love that because it's so much you're, what you're saying gives the power back to the individual. Like we can just pause. Is this working for me? Does this still serve me? You know, just that pausing, which again, there we go back to, you know, observing, witnessing, you know, it's your own Vipassana in a way for your life. You know, just to, be, to observe and be in that witness state. Um, let me ask yes. you, Helen, now, do you, do you think and feel that, Let's say we're doing this witnessing, we're asking these questions, which I love. I think this is a great tool for people. Is it important then to write it out or journal it out, or is just sitting and observing, maybe having that inner dialogue, is, can that be enough? Oh, I think it's enough in, in whatever way that it's helping you to grow, expand, and know yourself more deeply. The journaling is a form of expression in my mind, and that works really well for some people. And for some people, they don't really pick up on it. But that's a way to, like, once you see it written down on paper and you can see it in front of you, it, it shows mm-hmm. you yourself. Like, it's like, you know, you know what I mean? It's like you see it expressed, and it's true all of a sudden, yeah. very tangible. So you get a real look at what's going on. And another way to do this, sometimes I like to just, like, take a walk and record myself in my voice notes. Yeah. Because it's a form of like putting it in a tangible medium so that you're almost held accountable or, you know, in a, in a compassionate way to just say, okay, I, this is real. This is what's really going on. Yeah. I, okay. I knew we, there was a lot of synchronicity here. Um, I, oh, I love voice notes for myself, my clients, my work. <laughs> and a lot of times I'll do a meditation you know, deep dive, and then I get up and and just start walking. And then I get, you know, then I either talking to myself, things that come up, like you said earlier, that aha, or these amazing things. I think if anybody, honestly, I'm so glad you brought that up. Anybody listening, 
give it a try. And then somewhere, and then re-listening. Re-listen to yourself. I mean, honestly, we don't. Gosh, Helen, it, it totally. kind of dovetails back to what you're talking about in the car, driving in the car. I mean, I'm going to invite exactly. everyone to do that. Let's even for a week, I will, let's, a month, but let's, between now and our next time connecting on next Wednesday, let's everybody do that. Just, and let's see what comes up. Do your voice notes, or like Helen does, drive in your car and talk to yourself and, and press record on your phone. <laughs> Right? You can even have a theme for it, too. Like, yeah, like visualize where you want to like be what? in a year or something and just let whatever comes up, come up, you know. Just, you can even give yourself oh, a theme so you know that. what you want to explore. Yeah. Yeah. I think voice notes are underrated. I mean, the thing is, I mean, we pick up so much auditorially. So just to even listen back to that amazing insights, downloads, um, conversation I think is so so powerful um I think brought that up because a lot of people don't use them and I'm like oh I love audio notes voice notes I I love receiving them and I love giving them I don't know there's just something hearing the voice there you know I love writing too but I think that um the audio notes can be pretty cool that's cool to do to use yeah oh my gosh love this love this um now, you also do Reiki and uh, QHHT um, as well. Can, let's, if you would mind, sharing a bit about some of the modalities that you use for yourself and the people you work with, whether individually or, or group. Sure. Yeah, well, my whole standing up to this point has been that energy manifests as, you know, physical bodily experiences. So all of our belief systems, the way that we think, our emotional state, it ends up manifesting in in the body in some way so that's why i'm really drawn to energy work like reiki because when we move that energy around and we and we take a good look at the emotions and the emotional self um and move that energy around we're really able to bring in mind body mind body soul connection and really alchemize all of that together and i love reiki as well because it's like magic to me. It's like I've seen some yeah. just absolutely amazing things unfold um, in witnessing sessions and training and giving a few sessions myself. It's just like we, we get into the auric body, the energetic body beyond the five mm-hmm. senses, um, and you almost tap into like a sixth sense, and it's so tangible. It's so real. Um, it makes actual shifts in the body, in the nervous system. Um, that it just connects you with with that um, awe and that mystery of life. Um, you know, it brings it, it brings it right to your right to your doorstep, which is so beautiful. So, I just trained in Reiki really to get that deeper understanding of what's happening in the auric field and our and our astral world as well. Um, and then QHHT is like a deep dive into the subconscious. It's a hypnosis technique um, that goes into past life regressions and then ultimately you'll connect with this higher intelligence that we work with in Reiki and work with in the subconscious. And these are all different modalities of connecting to a higher intelligence to work with it and to know that we are connected to that and we're, we're fully supported. So that's where I find the most expansive and interesting experiences are happening are in the subconscious mind, um, you know, Mm -hmm. below our liminal thinking state. So it's, it's really just curiosity that's driven me, toward working with these uh, spaces of energy. It's just, 
it's so mind blowing and so fascinating and so beautiful that it keeps like the magic of life alive for me. And I'm, I'm constantly like looking for more of this because it makes me so happy and so in awe and like so grateful to be alive, honestly. Mm. Yeah. I think everything I ever studied, I first experienced. Oh, there we are. Yeah, first experience and then had an in- intense interest. And I, I think that makes the best practitioners is when you studied something and you or, you know, you experienced it and you absolutely loved it and saw the benefit and, you know, because then you really love what you're doing because you, you've had the benefit of it as well. Um, and definitely right now, I mean, always been, but even more and more now is – Connecting in through the subtle energy, you know, the auric field, the etheric, the astral. Um, getting into that, you know, quantum aspect of our being really is what's happening now, which is so exciting. It's like playing yes, from that so level, right? Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. Um, yeah, to your point with Reiki, I had a friend, I've shared this with some people, that we were talking, I think it was with my Yoshi, my, my little lovely doggy being was going to be passing. And I was, and she was in New York. And I had mentioned to her, and she said, oh, maybe, you know, we can do a session or something. She does Reiki. And that night, I'm meditating, I'm sitting in bed, and all of a sudden I feel this energy just coming in. And I'm like, that's not me. That's not, what's happening? And I felt this whole feeling. And then I texted her like an hour. I said, did you do Reiki on me? What's it? She goes, oh, how'd you know? And I said, it was about 8 o'clock. And she said, oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, well, she started at 7.45. I get the setup. And I'm like, because I could tell it wasn't mine, It was. I could tell where it was coming from, and it was coming, this outside source coming in me and then started working on me. So I, 5,000 wow. Yeah, believe, totally get it. And I think... I really do feel we need to do more of this energetic healing to help us embody, as you were talking about earlier, this energy. Yeah. And, 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 and also integrate these, these quantum aspects of us. We, we, bringing those in, it's much, it has to be done through the subtle energy, actually. Come to think about it, there's no, there's no other way to do it. You have to extend or expand into that energy and become more of that and live that. Um, and it's, through the subconscious, it's through the creative unconscious, it's through the subtle energy. Um, you know, we had a, quant- a, a physicist on this on the podcast, and he actually in one of his books had a small chapter, but on this, a little chapter on the subtle energy. And he even stated that in the new paradigm, it was going to be critical for people to understand the subtle energy and how to use it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, right? So I definitely feel yeah, that that um, gets you in touch with something, that's for sure, that deeper part of yourself, you know? Yes, and just knowing how much Dr. Joe Dispenza talks a lot about this, too, just knowing how much of our DNA uh, is actually activated and how much of our yeah. brain is actually being used, it's really a very small fraction of the potential mm. that the body has, the mind has, the spirit has, even on just a, a bodily level. 
And just knowing as well, this is why quantum physics is so fascinating, that we're really only perceiving a very tiny fraction of quote-unquote reality because we only see yeah. a certain fraction of light, and everything is, is coming into our vision with light frequencies. So it's like we're only perceiving a small amount, and as we explore this, we realize how much more there is to perceive. And as we open this up with breath work, with meditation, with Reiki, with using these subtle energies, we start to dip our toes into the, that, you know, extra realm um, that brings us closer to more expansiveness. Um, but, yeah, we're, it's like, you know, we're spirits in these physical vessels, these human bodies that have a very specific experience. If you think about different animals and how they see the world differently, they perceive light differently. They perceive energies mm -hmm. differently. It's like just remembering that we do have this amazing vessel that is specifically tailored to a human experience. So what happens when we go beyond that? You know, like what, what is yeah. beyond that realm? Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's where we're going. I know. Cause we only, I guess we only <laughs> like see like 5% of what is really, really there. Um, mm -hmm. I think we're going to be living much more subtly. I think we're starting in, we're going to be, living more through the light body um, and definitely modalities because I do feel we have to even if we know it in consciousness and awareness we're there we still have to get the physical body to adjust and, and the, the lower thoughts you know and, emo and emotions to um, extend or expand into that quantum aspect or you know an embodiment um, of that um, Helen, do you have anything going on you want to share with our listeners? Anything coming up? You must have some goodies. Oh, thank you so much for having me on your show, first of all. It's been lovely chatting with you. And, yeah, if you want to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, I have offerings. You can do a three-hour deep dive subconscious healing session, or I do one-on-one -on -one mentorship for seven weeks at a time. And then I've got a workshop coming up with the Den Meditation Group on June 18th, which is falling in love with yourself so it'll be a whole confidence workshop and and we'll have a lot of fun in that one and um finally i have a couple of free offerings too if you if you'd like to check out my website helendenham.com you'll see that there's a free workbook there for you and just more more details there so hopefully i didn't overwhelm you with those but there's there's so many ways we can get in touch and i'd love to stay in touch with your community yeah, definitely, and I'm sure people have already gotten there to check you out. As usually people do as we're chatting, people start going over there. Um, let's see, any questions? Nope, that's it. Well, this has been great. I really loved um, talking with you and sharing, and um, it's exciting to see your, your inspiration and energy for all that you're doing and your personal transformation and how you're helping others transform. It's, it's pretty, pretty cool to see and very amazing. Thank you so much. Right back at you. It's, it's always nice to chat with someone who's going through the same thing. So sending you yeah. so much love and thanks to everybody listening in. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Lots of love and light. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone, Helen Denham. You can go to Helen Denham, D-E-N-H-A-M.com for more info. And, of course, all the info is in the description box below. Oh, I said I was going to put the Synergy. Okay, link in there. I think I will do that because I remembered. Um, let's see. What else, gang? 
That's it. Lots of love. Great to connect with all of you today. Thank you so much for callers. I'm going to be doing deeper dives with the callers, so please feel free to call in. Um, if you didn't get your question answered or something you wanted to share, I will be here next Wednesday, um, shortening the talk just a little in the channeling and getting the callers because there's so much going on, so much quantum energy that we are uh, – I feel like we've gotten a, a, little, a little bit of a shower, a little bit of an extra shower happening of these higher frequency energies. So uh, if you need any help, support, you can connect with me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Of course, it's my YouTube channel, Patreon. Uh, soulplayground.life, connect with me on Instagram, come say hi, uh, give a follow, give a shout out. And that's it. If you're interested in synergy, you can go to courses and classes on soulplayground.life. All right, you guys, always lots of love to you. So much love. I feel a lot of love today from everyone. It's beautiful. As always, continue to shine your light, share your insights, and of course, keep awake. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you awake?